This is the 919 Beer Podcast, part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now, here are your hosts for the 919 Beer Podcast, Joe Ovius, Adam Eshbaugh, and Wayne Holt. It's the 919 Beer Podcast. Joe Ovius from 99.9 The Fan in Raleigh, North Carolina. Adam Eshbaugh and Wayne Holt from 919 Beer. We are at the super secret Wayne Holt compound for, an- for another edition of this podcast it's kind of become the home away from home wayne yeah well i'm centrally located between north hills mm-hmm. and fuquay varina specifically the varina side of fuquay varina <laughs> so it makes it easy especially since you know i don't really have a job right now <laughs> um so for you guys that do have jobs to drive to me it's fantastic well, we appreciate you, you uh, letting us use the space. It also makes it easy for Whit Baker, Bond Brothers, Ancillary, to drop on by. You, you walked over, didn't you, Whit? Yeah, I just kind of walked over from Bond. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> now I know why Wayne likes to live here. Yeah, it's, it's pretty close. This is yeah. why he's like a bar fly at your spot. Yeah, yeah. All the time. So uh, thanks for coming in. Uh, thanks for hanging out. We have like a variety of things to talk about today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I almost feel like I always gravitate towards the labelless cans. Yeah, like I was cool. like, well, what's the mystery yeah, yeah. can? What, so, what doesn't have a label? What is this? What, what super secret thing do we have here? So what, what did you bring? Yeah, sure. So the labelless can, which is actually, turns out, labeled. Uh, as, as Adam pointed out, I also thought they were labelless. Um, this is our newest IPA that we came out this week with at Bond. Uh, it's called Make It Work. Uh, it kind of ended up being a West Coast beer, um, kind of West Coast IPA with bitterness that ended up a little bit hazy. So we're like, all right, well, we like it, so we're going to release it. Okay. We, is that uh, we made a- it work, as it were. Is that a Project Runway reference? Uh, no, it could be actually. It was literally like, like, like it was just because of uh, uh, we're like, hey, we like it. We're going to put it out. We're okay. going to call it, make it work. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. But yeah, that's a really good. Yes, I did not get are that. You, are you, Adam, you're looking at me like I got eight heads. Are you familiar with the show? Uh, yes. Oh, okay. Yes. All right. T- Tim Gunn. Yeah, Tim Gunn. Yes. Usually there's that when it gets to crunch time on the show and everybody's freaking out. They've got about an hour left before they have to put their project out there, their their wares. He just says, make it work. And you know what? It is a it's a motto. It's it's a it's a it's a life goal. Just make it work, man. I like right. it. I do watch that with my wife and I did not get still didn't get the reference, but yeah. <laughs> I uh, I I was uh, I passively watched it? You know, yeah, my yeah, wife would have it yeah, on. Yeah. I'd be yeah, making yeah. dinner or something like that. So you watch it with your wife. You just don't listen to it with your wife. Is that apparently not? Yeah, apparently. Yeah. I mean, watching yeah, watching that kind of stuff is like I'm on my phone texting, and right, it's, it's, all, it's on the background. Kind of like, sign yeah, of the whole, yeah. Is that kind of a sign of the whole evening? You're not listening. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. I think that's just how most people watch TV now. It's a yeah. it's a miracle if you can actually watch. My kids f- call it double screening. Double screening. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. okay. Yeah. I didn't realize they, it had a name. They, they they get mad at each other for double screening when one won't let the other change the channel. Oh, yet okay. they're either on a phone or a computer. Or yeah, iPad see, that's or what my kids do that while playing video games. They'll have right, you, right. They'll Max have does YouTube, that. YouTube. They'll have YouTube running. YouTube, on iPad. Fortnite, playing while playing yeah. Fortnite. Right now, it's Minecraft, YouTube, something while they're playing Minecraft. My kids have gotten okay. back into Minecraft for whatever nice. reason. So anyway, um, all right. So. For the listeners who might not quite understand, like you just brought these cans over with no labels. Like, what, what's the process here? You come up with the beer, you execute the beer. Um, where's the labeling with this? I, I, I think people need a refresher on like what's a timetable for these types of things. Like, oh, yeah, walk sure. us through the steps. Yeah. So, uh, the way it works is you, there's a couple different ways. Usually, if you're going to have a beer that comes out a lot, like the uh, Pursuit beer we have here, mm-hmm. um, we have 
a label made, and then we make the beer. And then when the beer is ready to be canned or whatever, we have the label shipped to us and we put it on, right? Not a big deal. And that's the kind of the normal thing. Um, when you have uh, a packaged only beer, you're basically going to keg it all, mm-hmm. uh, like we do most of the time at Bond. Um, we kind of like decide a, something we want to brew, we brew it. Uh, and then when it's ready, we release it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with these cans specifically, so during the pandemic at Bond, um, we've been uh, 16-ounce crowlering, I'm using air quotes there, uh, to get beer out to people since they can't come and drink at the brewery. They can now, obviously, but yeah, yeah. when it was closed. Um, and so, yeah, we just had some uh, samples of this IPA made for the podcast. Um, but it's really exciting uh, to give samples out in 16-ounce cans. It's kind of a, a future byproduct. When everything opens up, we'll be able to bring everybody samples in 16-ounce cans. So, pretty cool. Yeah, and you waste less beer that way on samples rather than doing 32-ounce crowlers. Yeah, and there's a lot of uh, imperfections over the course of a day if you're opening a, a container multiple times and tasting it at five different places. The sure. Container, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, like, being able to say, here's a four-pack and uh, be done with it is pretty awesome. So, we have this make it work. Mm-hmm. You've got... You got a variety of things. You've got an IPA. You've got the uh, obviously the pursuit line, um, you know, which we've talked about before. Um, it's uh, this is toe the line, mm-hmm. and these are beers specifically. They're gluten reduced, and they're specifically for the post activities, active lifestyle, active, active lifestyle, lifestyle. Yeah, recovery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like the Gatorade of beers, right? If you feel the like G two, that specifically because it has salt in it too. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's basically uh, a uh, beer, uh, like we were talking about a little bit ago, where if you want beer to be in the background of the conversation or whatever, you can drink it. Uh, it has a very macro, uh, to kind of uh, broad stroke it, uh, feel to it. Um, but yeah, it's uh, kind of geared towards activities, to the lines, the running beer. Um, we are going to put out a uh, b- the base beer of to the line as a golfing beer, um, use a coriander and orange peel as a biking beer, that kind of stuff. I like where you're going with that. Can you just do like a couch beer? Uh, yeah, I think so. That'd be, um, we'd use sweet potatoes in that, I think. I mean, because I'm yeah. just thinking yeah. that, that might. Oh. <laughs> yeah. See what you did there. Yeah. Do, you, yeah. do you remember, Joe, do you remember, you'd remember this. Do you remember couch potatoes? Yeah. As a kid, like the yeah, stuff that came yes. in like a burlap sack? Right. Yeah, yeah, I, I had one. I do. I remember that. I remember the popples. I remember yeah. all that stuff from back in the day. So what's, Pillow pets. I, what, is, what is the response to this beer so far? Yeah, so far so good. Um, we've made a couple batches of To The Line. Uh, we made one of a climbing beer called Blazewell with others. Um, the uh, kind of the, the package, we're working on different package sizes and stuff, but I mean, chugging along, like, yeah. Because I, I tried the beer. My dad went to Bond a while back, mm-hmm. and he brought, he brought me some of these cans. And I think it was one of those time and place situations where I was just kind of hanging out in the backyard and I, it wasn't the mindset, but I guess when you talk about active lifestyle, yeah, if I've just gone on a run and I want to have a beer, I don't want anything heavy. If, you mentioned the golf beer. If I'm yeah. out with the intent of being out in a hot day, hanging out with my friends for four or five hours in a golf round, you want to be able to drink a few of these types of things. Mm-hmm. So I could see why in, in that proper context, that beer would really, really move, and it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's totally a, a context-based beer. Right? Like I said, there has a, we use a bunch of um, enzymes that a lot of macro brewers use, and that okay. ends up giving it the perception of a macro vibe. Like, if you're looking for a full craft beer because it's from Bond Brothers, it is not like a 
full flavored craft beer. It's mm-hmm. kind of the whole concept is to play with the lower threshold of flavors. So okay. you're looking for like Adam mentioned, it's like a seltzer beer. Uh, you're looking a for those, bit, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're looking for those low end of flavors. Um, you're really kind of like looking for the copyrighted trademark drinkability, uh, but adding sort of a craft flair to it, like lime and salt, right? So, mm-hmm. so all right. So I, I am curious because from from your perspective as a local craft brewery, I've seen a pushback mm-hmm. on this type of attempt to go macro at mm-hmm. a local craft brewery. I get what you're doing. You're using specific ingredients. You're going for gluten reduced. There are there are reasons behind what you're doing. But the pushback seems to be that local independent craft breweries are missing the point of why people got into them in the first place. Why oh. would I reach for one of these at a higher cost mm-hmm. when I can just go get a Michelob Ultra? Oh, sure. No, so that's like definitely a thing. That's why, A, it's a separate brand, right? But yeah. then, B... It's um we're it's kind of uh the reason it is a separate brand is because it's not a it's like it's craft we're an independent brewery it's craft right but it, but we're treating the beer itself like a commodity beer so the beer itself is uh obviously not to the scale of Budweiser ABI or Miller Coors but we're treating it and brewing it like it's commodity based so uh, the price point kind of reflects that and we keep trying okay. to okay. drive down the price point and so it is independently made um there's a lot of craft behind it that I can go into science wise. Mm-hmm. Um, that's super cool. Uh, but yeah, so it's like where you go. Uh, so I, I, there's like a bit of art to all of it. But when you t- drink like a beer, like the other beers that I brought that are from Bond, where you're like, this is a full flavor craft beer. I'm getting nuances. Uh, I want this experience. I'm going there to drink it. Um, you know, like our run club is pretty popular on Tuesdays. Uh, that's where we see people drinking a Pursuit and then drinking a Bond beer. You like mm. cool down with one. So there's there's definitely a purpose for both. Um, and I get the, uh, cra- as a craft beer nerd myself, I get the, the pushback, um, but it's not one-to-one on that. So. I, I would argue, if you want to get in a real nerd conversation, <laughs> this is even a nerdier, if this can be an even let's, nerdier beer, nerd out. Yeah, let's, let's, it can yes. be an even nerdier beer than, you know, a oh, hazy IPA. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, yeah, Talk yeah. about that for a minute, because I think, I think if you're, if like Joe, like Joe having zero context for this just drinking this beer saying, all right, this is not what I'm going for right now. Mm-hmm. But, and, and, and likewise, if someone just gets it after a run and crushes it, yay, it's a good crusher. But, but to, I think there's some things to really appreciate about this brand that make it a little bit more than just a low flavor, low calorie, low gluten beer. Sure, yeah. So um, we, we brew the beer with, uh, first off, uh, we use um, amylase, which is popular, uh, kind of popularized on the the craft scale with the uh, flash in the pan of brute IPAs. If you guys remember that, oh, I remember brute. Yeah, so yes. brute IPAs, the way you make a brute IPA is you add amylase. So we've bruted uh, what is normally a Blondale in pursuit. Um, we then took what you typically use to clarify beer or remove a protein haze, uh, which is glutenase. It also ends up breaking down gluten, um, and you see that a lot of in lager production. Somewhat, I don't know if you guys use it at Mason Jar, but um, we. Uh Biofine. Biofine, okay, yeah, yeah. So, um, so we're using two, we're using two kind of enzymes that are commonly used uh, in macro brands, but also in craft brands. Kind of uh, using both of them at the same time to do a specific task of getting it down in calories and getting it down in gluten. Um, and then we are kind of you know being calorie conscious of how much grain we're using. Um, and then we're adding flavors to it um, that 
can be tasted at a low threshold and, and kind of are not the same as this barley wine that I brought that it has a uh, two pounds of uh, vanilla beans in three barrels of beer. And so while pursuits like under maybe, uh, or not maybe, it's under 100 calories or so, um, the barley wine is up at around 2,000 calories a pint, or mm-hmm. maybe, maybe, maybe it's 2,004 packs. So it's like Ooh. 600 calories per bottle. Yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, has, um, so I guess to put it another way, nerd style, um, the amount of sugar content is normally measured in Play-Doh. Um, and the pursuit started at about uh, six Play-Doh or so. Um, the barley wine started at about 32 and finished at 18. Oh, wow. So, uh, lot, yeah. So a lot of like, residual sugar there. Yeah, a lot of residual sugar. So, there's yeah, there's definitely uh, nerd stuff to talk about in all of them. But um, <laughs> typically for beer nerds, like the, the you know, your average beer nerd is going to go after uh, whatever the trend is, the maximum in that flavor. Mm-hmm. People like less and less, people are starting to appreciate more nuance. But in general, classically, you're like, I like IPAs. What is the most bitter IPA? What it, what is it, who is advertising the IPA with the most hops in it? Right. Right. Or I like stouts. What is the roastiest? What is the highest alcohol? What is the sweetest? Or in the case of this barley wine, I like, uh, pastry beers. How much, uh, pastry ingredients can I add to a beer? Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, I, for one, really like this beer. I've liked it from the start. The first, the first few you let me taste. Um, and especially, I think this is the season for, this kind of stuff. I don't drink Trulies. We've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. White Claws, whatever. But if I'm going to have something that reminds me of it, it is definitely this. This is perfect for the pool, especially when it's 90 degrees with 85% humidity outside. Like, this is something that's not going to weigh you down. Yeah. You don't drink those, but you allow them in your house. Yeah, but not so much anymore. <laughs> she, she doesn't get them very often anymore. Okay, so she grew up. Well. Or she grew out. I think, I think she just... I think it was a little face. It was a face. Okay, all right. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> hey, if if Bridge wants to drink them, she's more than welcome to drink them. I well, think well, we we know who's in charge there. Yeah, I mean, exactly, just, exactly. Okay, uh, okay. She's not. She's not here, is she? Uh, <laughs> no. All right. I, I was recently gifted my first uh, Truly or White Claw. It was. I, I don't want to be uh, negative. It was not great though. Didn't care for it. So I, me, I would argue that if you want to have a spiked seltzer of some sort, just go get your favorite vodka and get a spin drift, and you're good to go. Um. I don't know what a Spindrift is, but yes. I mean, it's basically one of these flavored seltzers that actually uses real fruit. Yes. So my big thing when I tasted it was, I was like, so obviously there was the hype. I tried it. I tried black cherry, the, the hottest flavor or whatever. Yeah, I can't. No, and I tried it. I was like, so the artificial flavoring in them literally makes them less crisp than a, a good lager. Like, there's, <laughs> a, there's a quality on the back end that makes it harder to drink than a crisp beer. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, or, Joe, I tried, man. I tried. You, I sent you the picture, right? You did. You sent me the Spindrift Lime. Right. With, you were using Topo. I was using Topo Vodka. How'd that I, work for you? And real lime, some lime juice from Topo. Mm-hmm. It, it didn't. Did it do it for you? Not at all. What was maybe I didn't. Maybe I didn't do something right. Did you put it in your soda stream also, or no? I put it in my what? You put it back in your soda stream? In the soda stream. <laughs> How much vodka did you use? A lot. Okay. Yeah, you got to water it down a little bit. Like, well, it's for I instance, usually drink my vodka fairly so either have, Bloody Mary well, or tell you what, Do you have one of those? I want to say it's like uh, it's uh, like a fourth a cup of vodka. But what do you have the do you have the old Bedlam glasses, the pint glasses that actually had the little markers on it? I don't know. No, not a pint glass, but I've got some Bedlam, bedlam glasses. Yeah, but. so like, shout out to Bedlam Vodka, right? They they put out these pint glasses that would tell you specifically, like, here's where you put the vodka, here's where you put the ice, here's where you put your mixer. So what I do, I go two ounces of vodka per can, okay? 
And that's where you and that's where you watch. No, 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 not that. That's just the little. And oh, that's just their regular. So this is the one they gave that, away. No, that's their, the um, one. Yeah, this is the one they just want vodka and ice. That's okay, all they want. Yeah, that's do. usually what I do. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think so the spindrift and the lime screwed it up. Yeah, that's probably what it was. But what I, I I do two ounces of vodka per can. For a whole can. For a whole can. It's not much vodka. Right, but that allows you to just continue to drink as you go along. Yeah, it is more yeah, than that. That might have been the issue because it was Friday night, and yeah, I guess I could see that for Saturday morning by the pool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Saturday. Yeah, I won't Saturday, give up on it. I'm not Saturday up at on the it. pool, or like what I've been doing in my backyard on a Friday night with my backyard neighbors, where I'm just here for the long haul for a couple hours of hanging out. Well, all right, let's continue to drink those, and I, that's how I do it. Do you, are you a vodka soda fan at all, or no? Because my point is, I am a vodka soda guy. Yeah. Like, like I don't. Vodka soda, two limes, I'm happy. So if yeah. you get any extra real fruit flavor in there, it's a bonus for me, and that's, that's why I like Spindrift. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'll keep playing with it. Again, you know, usually when I drink vodka, it's typically either on the rocks or it's in a Bloody Mary. Yeah. If I drink bourbon, it's typically neat, occasionally on the rocks, and occasionally the old-fashioned. So. See, I'm going in the opposite direction now. Like we talked about in the last, last week's podcast, we kind of got into the conversation of what do you do when you're over beer? And oh, I've, yeah. I've now gotten... I'm like, you know, new money tequila guy. Yeah, yeah or mezcal. That's cool, too. Or mezcal, yeah. yeah. But no, I can, I can get... Smoke guy. I can get I can get with mezcal. So I've been, I've been trying the various, you know, sipping vodkas or sipping tequilas, if you will, whether yeah. it's the Reposado or the Añejo. And now I can't go back to like a margarita because now I want to like taste the tequila. You just put those in the margarita, right? No, actually, no. you can't. You can't put the fancy stuff in the margarita because all you do is you mess up the you mess up the tequila at that point. Oh, uh, you, you need the tequila blanco. You need the you need the clear tequila to put. I'm one in who the uses reposado in in, in margarita. Yeah, I I've had a bunch of awesome. Uh, you don't margaritas. use onions. We talked about this last week. I've had a bunch no of margarita, awesome margaritas with mezcal in them, right? Where it's smoked and. What's yeah. that? Yeah, that's some rum. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> so I haven't tried this yet, but it's oh, yeah. Appleton Estate Rare Blend, aged twelve years, Jamaican rum. Yeah. And uh, it was just intriguing one day, I'll, you know, again, shopping <laughs> at the ABC store. And uh, I saw that and I was like, you know what? I've got some inexpensive rum, again, which you know, I don't do a whole lot with it. But I like sipping stuff. So this, and Adam, you say you've had it. Yeah, um, I've had that. Uh, first had it on our honeymoon almost 16 years ago. Um, but yeah, the Appleton Estate is in, Appleton Estate is in Jamaica, and they do tours and stuff. I never went on a tour, but obviously whenever we've been to Jamaica, uh, we can get it. The estate's the good stuff. It's the older stuff. I did have it uh, either neat or on the rocks one time uh, a couple years ago when I was when I was last there. And I've, I've always enjoyed it. It also makes a good rum punch. So you say it's from Jamaica. It's, his, it's from New York, New York. Pro- product of imported. Jamaica. Is that Jamaica, New York or actually Jamaica? I mean... It's probably imported there. It is. Yeah. New York, New York, but yeah. Jamaica, and New not York. not that it can't be contracted somewhere either. Well, right. That's what I was talking yeah, about. Yeah. Is you're going from the airport into the city. But yeah, Appleton's a Appleton's a pretty big deal in, in Jamaica. Appleton and Red Stripe. All right, so back to beer. Oh yeah. I mean why not? We got we got <laughs> yeah. a little I mean, look, yeah, it's, yeah. it's the beer podcast. This is what happens when you hang out with us. You start yeah, yeah. You know, doing some strange what things. What happens at Wayne's house? Yeah. Well, like we all take, this room. Yeah. take on his personality. Yeah. Get what, happens at Wayne's, what happens at Wayne's house is only recorded for the minutes that we do the podcast, but after that we don't talk about it. Uh-huh. Uh, all right, so what else what are in the what are in the bottles? Yeah, so the bottles we have a um eight state, uh one of the the first bo- bottled beer from uh the Bond barrel room. That's a lot of bees. Um 
But uh, yeah, that's the uh, churro, cognac, barley wine. So is that wait, 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 churro like as in the yeah? So the churro, you know the the flavors. Sorry, no, in... you got to roll those arch. Churro, like as in yes, my said that, yes. favorite yeah. Mexican pastry. Yes, it churro. Right, so, anyway. so yeah, it kind of was conceived because we wanted to do uh, pastry, barley wine. Okay, and um, it basically the operative flavors in, in churros are you know cinnamon and vanilla. Right. Um, I, I feel like. With the barley wine and the cognac barrel, it ended up being more of an oatmeal raisin cookie, but it's really good. Okay, uh, it has the, the it has the flavors of a churro, yeah, uh, but with darker flavors. Um, and it's kind of yeah, um, the the bottle format. We uh, the first time we've done the uh, three seventy five mil bottle format. Um, the last time uh, I was doing something with um, the eight state, it was uh, we did an ancillary collab with the um, I think we talked about it. It was uh, caviar and gold flakes in a clear bottle. There's a lot of f- fun science there You're as well. You're actually wearing the shirt. Right I am now. wearing the yeah, shirt. You are. Uh, this yeah. is that. So, so it was called Rich AF uh, because of ancillary fermentation. Um, and uh, it was Gold the only Schlag collab was, I've been a part of. Was Goldschlager involved with those it, Gold Flakes? Uh, we got Gold Flakes. We bought them on hey. uh, Amazon. Good for you. Um, but you know, it was the first collab I was a part of where we actually had a T-shirt made for it. Okay. That's weird. Okay. Uh, there's a cat on the back. I'm gonna turn around for everybody to see. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw your shirt. I was curious about yeah. it. So. But no. So um, yeah, the eight day guys. We've done a, a couple collabs. Um, and they're they actually have food there, so we'll probably do a collab at Standard too, where we end up doing a beer dinner with them. Where's Eighth State out of? They're out of uh, Greenville, South Carolina. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. This smells like cinnamon toast crunch milk. Right. And there's nothing other than uh, cognac barrel. Beer, vanilla, and cinnamon. Um, but yeah, so uh, the this is, this, this is the wrong season for it, though. It is very delicious. Yes, yes. I needed to be about thirty degrees in front of a fireplace. It's cool enough in here. It's sixty-eight degrees in here. You, have, Ooh. you got old man cold in here. That's the way I like to roll, man. Yeah. No, I'm active inside this house. And so, like, wow, it's got nice a it's got guy. a real residual. Warmth. I can only sleep when it's chilly, Jess. Yes. Well. <laughs> So it's like 13%. It's been in a barrel for a year. So it's, it's pretty, all of them are going to be warming. Uh, usually they're, unless you're really into that, you want to drink it in the wintertime for sure. But yeah. So speaking of cats. Uh, you got any more of those, you got any more of those shirts with? You got any more yeah. of those shirts? What? You got any more of those shirts? What about the shirts? Yeah, we need a shirt. Oh, this shirt. Yeah, that's right. You, you this, oh, this shirt was a one-off, real-time, screen-printed, oh. RC thing that happened in Greenville, South Carolina at the release of the Rich AF. This is it's very rich. Wait, do you have cats? Yeah. So, so would you, would you say you drink this after a run or pursuit, just by comparison? Let me run sticky. a half. I feel, yeah. Yeah. I feel sticky right now. Like, I feel like if I close my mouth for too long, my lips will get stuck together. But if you're drinking two ounces at a bottle share, this is what the, uh, quote-unquote, the kids want. This is deli- sure. it's yeah. delicious. Yeah. It really it's, is delicious. I, I feel, feel like I could pour it over vanilla ice cream. That's what I was going to say. It feels like a glaze. Yeah. So You're a lot of these. Glaze. Yeah. So a lot of these things are actually, um, if you if if um, I gave there's another bottle Wayne has Wayne if you are drinking another bottle later later and you put ice cream in it, um, that stuff does really uh, go well with ice cream. Yeah. yeah. That's good. That's fantastic. But um, yeah, you need to get yeah. this to pints down in Fuquay and let them do some floats with it. Yeah, for sure. Um. So yeah, I mean that's like we literally just tried the two totally opposite end of the spectrum beers. Cool. So uh, again, th- there's more actual sugar in the barley wine than there was even before fermentation started in the pursuit beer. Uh, so now Adam's opening uh, flavor patterns too, uh, aka I can't, so you must. Um, this is a 
heavily uh, red grape fruited um, sour beer. I'm not moving away from you because uh, uh, you're going to explode. But yeah. Um, and so it's a, it's a kind of a play on natural wine. So it's a carbed at about one and a half volumes. So it's carbed kind of lower than you'd normally see in a, a normal beer, uh, similar to a bottle conditioned natural wine. Okay. Um, it's, uh, yeah, basically generic red grape musk that we got, and we put it into a, um, a sour blonde beer. Um, it smells amazing. Yeah. And there's a soup. So th- what I really love about this beer that I don't know. Um, it's kind of almost really like a, not to downplay it. It's got almost like a Kool-Aid smell to it. No, perfect. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I don't really know um, kind of how to get that minerality in there, like scientifically. Um, but there's a really cool minerality to it. It's almost a little bit salty on the back end, like a good mm-hmm. natural wine or like some natural wines. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, we we can blend for it, but like, I can't intentionally make a beer and be like, this beer is going to have minerality. So it's a super cool kind of uh, flavor to look for and get. Yeah. Um, wow. This we've we've really uh, run the gamut here. We really have. This is a lot. This I'm trying lot. to get my mouth used to this. It's going to take a few sips, but it was definitely a. a it's definitely a good uh, intermezzo, if you will. Um, after oh, I think you pronounce the Z's right, like he was saying, intermezzo. Intermezzo, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mezzo. <laughs> it's only called an intermezzo in Wilson. Uh, uh, so yeah, I. Uh, but it definitely cleanses your palate, like immediately, like scrapes the remaining sugar from that that so that rich AF beer right off your tongue. Yes, yes. Um, but no, um, that one. Yeah, that one is a. Uh, Definitely sour and uh, sour and sweet. Definitely, if you hit them in beers, can cleanse your palate pretty well. So yeah. So what what is this? One more time. This one. Uh, it's it's a blonde. It's a blonde sour with uh, red grape uh, must in it. It's called okay. I can't. So you must. The pun. Oh, um, I get yeah, it. I get it. What's the ABV on this? Wit. This is seven five. Oh wow. Um, most of our sour beers end up in the seven zone, seven one to seven five at Bond. That's really um, good. Yeah, that's cool. And so it's really cool food beer. If you like wine, it's a good like kind of gateway kind of beer um and yeah um our new sales guy bond uh used to work in a winery and he likes it so that's a that's a plug i can't taste wine my wine palate is so terrible oh compared okay. to your palate yeah, yeah well i learned uh not that long ago uh, as i was challenged to mexican beers that uh, i have no palate for mexican beers either so we all have our blind spots oh, so let's let's catch up on a few things at uh, at the various projects mm-hmm. you are uh, you are with, so with Bond Brothers, now you're open. We're open. Um, we have t- we took the pandemic time to really up our game on our uh, kind of barrel age stuff. Put some beers in barrels, mm-hmm. clean out our um, sour kind of cellar, and kind of streamline that process. Um, so basically, when you brew sour beer, some of the barrels always go bad. You yeah. don't get 100 percent yield on it. So then, taking those barrels, removing them. Uh, making room for new barrels, um, really uh, taking second-use bourbon barrels from our barrel room that we blended and filling them with sour beer. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty excited about the uh, one or, one or two of our fooders that are we kind of massaged into a, a zone we like, which is something you, it's like there's a lot of art and um, not as much science with the blending of sour beers and kind of making your your containers that are wood-based uh, mm-hmm. behave the way you want to or have the flavors you want in them. So um, you're still doing those on Cedar Street, or are they on East Side now? Yeah, so the, all the bourbon stuff and the cognac stuff and anything barley wine or um, bourbon is going to be out of uh, 
I guess any any other spirit spirit barrels that are have that have clean beers, barley wines and stouts so far mostly, um, are going to be on um, which Cedars not Cedar. Cedar, not Cedar the other one. Where is it? East, east side. East side. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, east side. Where, where, it's on Chatham. It's on Chatham. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I know how to get there from the brewery. I oh, yeah. actually don't know the address of it. <laughs> I drive you all over. Yeah, yeah. I drive you all over yeah. the county, but <laughs> I, I can't like, tell you the roads. <laughs> yeah. They're within a mile the of each other. Location. So yeah, the, the other location. location. Yeah, the barrel so, room has everything clean, and um, the main facility has everything sour. So yeah, that's, that's the way we like to keep it. So I see Jay and Jeremy have been posting some pics on that. I mean, what's the obviously COVID nineteen, all these things that are going on. What's the time frame on that getting open now? Yeah, I think it's going to be uh, late summer, early fall as the zone. Um, basically, the operationally, we needed more space for beer cooler. Sure, yeah. yeah. Um, we have a bigger cooler. Uh, we had beer in the cooler ready for distro. Then the pandemic hit, and now we have no beer in that cooler because we sold the beer. Uh, right. So we're working on building that back up to, to kind of, um, you know, uh, but but you sold the beer. beer. You guys had a very successful drive-through, and, and still, yes, still yeah, doing that. Was, I mean. Yeah, that ended up being. Uh, we we now have like six beers on tap. We normally try to have fourteen. So, yeah, um, yeah working on that, getting back up to fourteen, getting beer over to uh, the East Side Cooler, and then the other thing for, as far as like special projects go is we could not do a uh, clean barrel program confidently uh, with all the sour stuff going on. Um, so we have a room that we actually fitted out with a. I think it's, a, it's going back to couch potatoes. It's a potato cooler um, that keeps it at 65 degrees and at 70% humidity, which is, um, yeah, basically it's a humidor and it's ideal for uh, barrel aging beer uh, and extracting the wood character from like spirit barrels without actually getting this huge devil's share. Um, so high temperatures tend to work against barrel aged beer at all times. Um, unlike uh, if you, from what little I know about uh, distilling, where you want to rotate around high temperatures, low temperatures, have the wood breathe for like whiskey and bourbon and stuff. Um, you basically want to keep it at a common temperature that's pretty cool and pretty high humidity so nothing evaporates and you're just pulling stuff out of the wood. Um, so that, that's been pretty successful. Um, this barley wine is the first of, of more um, bottled stuff that we're going we're gonna to do out of there. Uh, we just got our bottler set up and going. So, yeah. Cool. Exciting. Yep. What's up with standard? Standard. So standard is um, basically spinning. We're spinning our wheels, waiting to open. As the pandemics we, tend to do that. To yeah, as as we are getting through the pandemic and having things be like fifty percent or less open. Um, I do know we have recently purchased a uh, beer serving truck uh, for the beer garden, and hopefully, uh, basically as soon as possible. There's not really like a a set timeline because of all the various wheels spinning, mm-hmm. uh, but basically. As soon as we can, we're going to at least be serving uh, beer outdoors in the beer garden. Okay. Um, I know that our, our menu has kind of gone to more of a um, easy serve menu because everybody is really trying to not eat on site. Yeah. Uh, and there's that 50% capacity thing. So we'll start with some food um, and beer. And, um, the yeah, the food will be really good. Um, and then we'll move kind of into more food as we are able to seat people in the restaurant. That's kind of the, the when you idea. say it's an easy type menu. I mean, yeah. obviously you brought us food, I guess from the podcast at one point from, mm-hmm. from the chef there, mm-hmm. what are you doing to simplify it? Um, I don't think it's, I don't think it's simplified at all. I think it's actually just like less total items for us to cook. Okay. Gotcha. So it's like, it's like things that you can, things that are to go friendly. Um, so that we, if you want to get beer in that neighborhood and food, you can go there, get beer and food, take it home. So, um, there's like, uh, some salads, some, uh, burgers and sandwiches and not really, 
as kind of intricately plated things that you'd get if it was a sit down right. restaurant until we can make it like a sit down restaurant. Yeah, that's kind of the the reason I ask is because yeah. obviously. Uh, Postmaster did a huge pivot when this happened and yes. kind of ch- changed their name to Government Cheeseburger. And I didn't get one for a long time, and I've had two in the last two weeks. And let me tell you, they are, they're doing an incredible job. They're really, really good. Simplified everything. They're doing like three versions of the cheeseburger, three sandwiches and a couple of salads. Mm-hmm. Keep it simple and, yeah, really good. If you haven't been, give it a shot. Yeah, no, I've been. Uh, we actually ate there yesterday. Um, we did a collab with Ancillary and Goodword out of Georgia. And we got for lunch for that, yeah. So Nice. Yeah. Anything else we need to know about in the world of Whit Baker? Um, I guess I did an ancillary Goodwood collab, making a lot of beer bond. Uh, gonna get standard open as soon as uh, we have like clearance to like <laughs> sure people come out in the neighborhood kind of yeah. thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of about it. Yeah. So right. hanging out, making beer. Well, yeah. thanks for bringing everything over to uh, to the super secret Wayne podcast bunker here. Mm-hmm. It was all very very good. And uh, we'll have to catch up when things get a little bit back to normal. We can actually talk the about next time. Game. You need to bring more variety of beers. Oh yeah. Well. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. ancillary, we didn't have any beer available, um, and standard, we aren't open yet. But at some point, I will bring all of them. We can do like a side by side by side tasting thing. <laughs> we'll, do so. a, uh, we'll do a full on thing. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this edition of the Nine One Nine Beer Podcast. Uh, appreciate everybody who's been listening during the interesting last couple of months. A lot of good conversations that we've had earlier at the beginning of coronavirus and the stay-at-home orders that affected local craft breweries. So uh, if you haven't caught those, by all means, go check those out on the podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, on Google, Apple, Spotify, etc. Five stars only. Yeah, only. Only. If you got beef, email Wayne. There you go. That's the important part. We'll see you all next week. Cheers. 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 You've been listening to the 919 Beer Podcast with host Joe Ovius, Adam Eshbaugh, and Wayne Holt. Don't forget, there are many ways you can listen to this podcast, including streaming at WRALsportsfan.com, the WRAL Sports Fan app. And you can also subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, and TuneIn. This podcast also airs Saturday mornings at 8 on Buzz Sports Radio. Thanks again for listening to the 919 Beer Podcast.